0: Okay, so um, I'm Patrick Biamongo. I'm uh, the, actually I'm a director of, uh, of La Difference, but I am also a co-founder of, uh, of La Difference. Our
1: aim is to help establish a, an SME, a socially aware conscious SME sector in the region, which doesn't really exist at the moment, but which we think, and many people think, could help to contribute to stability and, and, and peace.
2: In the first series of What If We Get It Right, we focused on a community of entrepreneurs who through their work are questioning current systems and imagining and creating a different future. For the second series, I wanted to explore how for-profit and socially aware businesses could be a way to build sustainable value across the world. This goal brought me into contact with Patrick Biamungu and Mike Beeston. Patrick and Mike set up an organization in the Eastern Congo called Ensemble pour la Difference. I heard that they were supporting existing local business owners of small and medium enterprises, otherwise known as SMEs. They provide support and training, and their overall goal is to build an infrastructure or ecosystem of socially aware businesses. I wanted to speak to them and find out how they ended up doing what they do, and what they are working to achieve. Knowing a little bit about the Congo, I wanted to know how their work was different from charities and NGOs. Are they just another NGO, or is there something else to learn?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm, I born in Kivu, and uh, yeah, I. I live here. I like the region, and uh, I I try to build everything here. I remember that the idea with Mike. I meet with Mike Biston at, at this time. I was really um, making many uh, reporter, uh, video reporter, because I have a background and and uh, solid experience in uh, making. Uh, small film and and uh, reporting, so I have been doing that for a long time with uh, uh, local ngos and for for me I really didn't continue to to like to continue to work in this way because for me it was like um it's it's become more and more like a cycle of intervention of those. Uh, NGOs because all the time when we have a problem in the region we can see the NGOs come with strategy and start to work with people locally there. They want just to solve the emergency problem and once the emergency problem is solved they leave for another region and the population who stay there when the project is finished, the same problem comes again. And another angels. I don't know if it's the same, who just change the name and come <laughs> come uh, two, two, two years after. I don't know if it's the, name, the same, but when another angels come again, they come to resolve the same problem. So this really make me uh, uncomfortable. I didn't realize why, why all with a lot of number of angels who are operating in the Eastern part, why they cannot think in the best way to really help people and to try to build a strong society.
2: Patrick and I spoke on the phone. He has come from an NGO background and is a journalist. He speaks seven languages. He's a local guy who has come out of the community which he's trying to help. But why does he think that social businesses are going to work? And will they make la difference?
0: The social business bring value in the society, bring a direct value. Because I, I will see it in two aspects. The first aspect is this uh, characteristic for the uh, social business to create wealth. Yeah. And the wealth is very, very important in conflicts region. The social business is really touching the daily life of, of, of a community, the daily life of each one in the community. So For me, I think this is the the first big difference, this way to create wealth in the community. And this wealth, um, uh, small by small, this wealth will really make a difference in whole of the economic system of the area where uh, where, uh, social business are operating. The second uh, difference for me it is the um, the habit. You know, more and more the community receive grants, community receive uh, donation from the NGOs. More and more they are thinking that the life is easier. They are thinking that every time when I have a problem, I. I I, I will just do nothing. I will just sit and say, okay, UN uh, has said I need this. Or uh, another ONJ, I need this. Another, no. So this, I think this make population more poor than to push them to work themselves, to build, to, to, to try to build something themselves. And to grow as a a social business.
2: Patrick is on a mission to help his home. He wants to get out of this cycle, and he told me that the situation is changing and that the context is ripe for an organization like theirs. Mike has worked in Europe, setting up global businesses in the field of design and innovation. How does his business vision apply to the small and medium sized enterprises in eastern Congo?
1: In the last 20 years, the, um, the role of business design, so using human, hu- human-centred or life-centred processes to develop businesses and to root them in real needs, um, has become much more integral to how we do things in, in, in Europe. Uh, so, you know, th- those kind of techniques are relevant or those processes and approaches are relevant in DRC to, to ensure that whatever SME is coming through is rooted in the real needs of people and how to respond sustainably to those to those real needs and innovation is very i mean the congolese are really innovative i mean just as a culture um naturally so born out of need and necessity Um, and that can be in a way it can be kind of channeled or 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 given more facilitated you might say with these human-centered design processes, in order to break through the, the limitations of poverty and, and some of the um, uh, th- things like education or, or taxation or you know, historic structures, which have historically kind of kept things down, innovation can help break through those and get to the other side in a systematic way.
2: very theoretical at this stage. Social businesses, social innovation, blah, blah, blah. Who are the people that La Différence works with? What's going on in the communities? Are there local Eastern Congolese who are interested in this approach? And what is the criteria that attracts La Différence?
1: Yeah, in the broadest sense then, they are um, probably late 20s and 30s. They're connected to the internet, in so much as they have a mobile phone and they're, they're part of the world. Um, we have, over time, also worked directly with farmers and with um, people, in a way, in a more remote circumstances. But the people who pick up the initiative, the people who kind of drive solutions, they tend to be this young age and they, they, they tend to be quite with it in the sense that they're, they're connected to to the mobile. And they're wanting to put in place proper solutions, structured, sustainable, you know, solutions that make a difference. Now, it's not to say that those people who are disconnected from that don't want to do the same thing, but how we work with um, uh, with people, the distance to travel can be quite great. It can be quite a long way to kind of bring a farmer who has never been connected, who has never been exposed mm. to business, who's never really understood finance for example that's quite a long journey to travel to get to a successful growing SME so you know you might say it's easier but I would actually say it's, it's kind of more substantial if you can work with the, the these younger entrepreneurs if you like and help them to help the country yeah. move forward.
0: You can not say that you are going to improve the life of the community and you are not able to improve your own life. So you have first to prove and to, to, to have this commitment and say, OK, I want first to change my life. We are essentially working with those kind of entrepreneurs who uh, can be able to work on this level, personal level, community level, to to have this view or vision to change uh, the whole of the the community. But also, our focus, it is not on the early stage because the early stage, we reserve this to incubators. We know that. We are confident that the incubators can play very well this role. But we are like uh, working with those entrepreneurs or those businesses who have one or two years of experience.
2: So they are businesses with a couple of years of experience. Why do they need support from La Difference? What's stopping them from achieving what they want on their own?
0: You know, it is (laughs) it is really a challenge to start a business that's why it's not really many, many entrepreneurs who are succeeding because of the complexity of the business environmental. But also, in in the other hand, the social entrepreneurs are playing really a huge role because, you know, there is no job in Congo. 84% of people are Hmm. jobless in Congo. Yeah, so what... This mass of people, what do they do every day? It is those, those social companies who use this mass of people every day. The government are not able to create a job. The job is really insufficient. The only way to go it is to, for people to go and work in those social businesses. So the social businesses, they are really playing the role which should be played by the government.
2: What? 84% of people are jobless? I think it's time for a little bit of context. So the DRC sits in sub-Saharan Africa, under the equator, and it is the second biggest country in Africa. It covers an expanse of land that is bigger than Spain, France, Germany, Norway and Sweden combined. It is bordered by nine countries. It has a population of over 90 million people, with almost half of them living in the cities. There are 240 identified languages, with a few national ones, like French, Lingala and Swahili. The Congo is home to a wide variety of wildlife and incredible biodiversity. A huge expanse of rainforest, in fact 18% of the planet's total is in that area, and a rich supply of minerals tin, tantalum, tungsten, cobalt that goes into your phone and computers, as well as gold, diamonds, and other precious materials. An internet search will list the DRC as both the second poorest nation in the world, with a GDP of $409 per person in 2017, and almost 60 million people living on less than 190 a day. But it will also show up as the richest nation on Earth, with untapped deposits of raw minerals worth $24 trillion. The DRC is a country whose people have known almost two centuries of rapid change, conflict, and intense political instability. From colonization to independence, to military coups, regional civil wars, and throughout this time, continuous exploitation of its natural resources by foreign countries and global corporations. As a consequence, a staggering amount of development aid has gone into the country, more than $100 billion since 1980 with the largest ever UN presence to protect civilians. And yet, the average Congolese citizen has a lower standard of living than in 1980. And the war, in the early 2000s, led to the death of 5.5 million people. And the insecurity continues. This is the context in which La Difference is operating every day. It shows a country that has had to be resilient. And it shows the particular difficulties of building a functioning and lasting economy in the Congo. In Patrick's lifetime, a lot has changed.
0: Our economy is really decreasing. And the country for me is not changing. I I remember uh, very well, 40 years ago, someone who worked for his family, he has been able to eat three meals a day. But now it is only impossible because the life now, it's become hard and hard. More than sixty million persons they are living in extreme poverty now now we have many social problems, so every every time Congo is like decreasing, the entrepreneur sector needs really to work in a peaceful region. Something which makes uh, make me happy it is that DRC are really going in this way. Uh, two years ago, we succeeded, uh, we, we succeeded to, to change. We change the government and without war and without uh, many trouble. So this makes me really confident. Commitment that you need to really start up a business and make a
1: success of it—that 100% focus that you need—is actually quite hard for in Congo to, to, to commit to. But they've been supported by um, by incubators, and that that's good. And to an extent, some of the um, NGOs are also beginning to support that that startup. The difficulty comes that. Your savings are running low and perhaps your family and friends have provided some support, but that's running low and it's proved more difficult to establish your product or service. And, you know, you're now facing issues to do with, I don't know, the dollar, Congolese franc exchange rate, but issues that you didn't foresee are now coming in. And it's a real, real struggle. If you somehow got through this difficult phase. Uh, I think some people call it the pioneer gap. And you are a success. Now you can go to lenders or to investors, but so few get through that gap that, um, that there aren't that many who are engaging with the, this, the, these, let's say, institutional investors.
2: Besides the tangible problems in the Congo, there is also a repetitive narrative that portrays the country in a singular way. Rich, but poor. Beautiful, but ravaged. Natural, savaged. This framing in many ways is another real challenge to address. The story of La Difference is the story of people in the Congo speaking up and saying that foreign aid isn't working. According to the World Bank, small and medium-sized enterprises are essential to poverty reduction and economic growth. And the International Peace Institute says that they can make a powerful contribution to the ecosystem of peace. What if the future of Congo lies not with development aid, but with conscious, socially-aware entrepreneurs? Then the question is, what do they need to get it right? Thanks to the help of Armand Chacot, project director with La Difference, who became our journalist in the field, local entrepreneurs Dus Numwezi, Washikala Malongo and Shans Ruezi told us about their personal experience of life and setting up a social business in Eastern Congo. And together with Patrick and Mike, they will show us how they deal with the issues of changing mindsets, ongoing corruption, leadership gaps, and how they are doing the long work of building a nurturing business environment that supports innovation. This podcast series is a collaboration between Tessa Verning and Global Design Agency, Impossible. Interviews with the entrepreneurs were organized, conducted, and translated by Armand Chacot. Production, scripting and narration by Tessa Wernink. Sound design and editing by James Powell. All music used in this podcast is listed and credited on whatifwegetitright.com. Design and artwork by a Peach and Impossible. Special thanks to La Difference for all their help and support in putting this podcast together.